Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Fertility in Focus podcast. I'm your host, Christina Burns. I'm a doctor of natural medicine specializing in the treatment of infertility via natural and integrative methods. I founded the Naterna Institute in New York City, where my team and I work with women and couples, often in collaboration with Western medical doctors, to guide the path to healthy conception. In this podcast, you'll learn all about your body and everything in the fertility landscape to help you realize your dream of baby. I'll be bringing you the best of advice from experts in the fields of both natural and conventional medicine, as well as the heartfelt and very helpful stories of brave fertility heroes on their path to baby. Let's dive into today's episode. Hey everyone, I'm so excited to announce that I have started a free Facebook community. It's called Fertility in Focus, surprise, surprise, and we're going to talk about all things fertility. We'll do live Q&As so that I can, you know, get kind of down in the trenches with you and we can get some of your questions answered. So just head over to Facebook, join the Fertility in Focus Facebook group, and let's get to it. Hi everyone, welcome back, welcome back. I get asked a lot by the ladies that come to see me what their men can be doing. Um, I will tell you, I get far fewer calls from the men asking how they can participate. And you know, there are some simple things that they can do. And, and I think there's really not enough emphasis on the male factor. And it's because at this point, the technology doesn't show deep, you know, issues with the male. Like they, they're not able to tell, you know, how bad the sperm is. There's a test called DNA fragmentation testing, which I'll go into in a little bit, but you know, that can see sort of like how inflammation is affecting the sperm, like oxidative damage. And, but otherwise like the basic sperm testing, it's like, okay, is the sperm, does it have a broken tail or a head that can't penetrate? Like that's the morphology is the shape off. Are they able to swim? That's the motility. And, and then volume, like that, how much sperm, are there millions of sperm or is it kind of like a piddly production of sperm? And so it's basically this that the fertility doctors are looking at and it's not enough information to assess how much of a role the male is playing. Uh, I have a variety of cases where I've seen that a woman has been producing good eggs, that you know, she's getting good embryos, but that they're not implanting or that she keeps miscarrying them and there's nothing more she could be doing on her side. And then we start to wonder, like, what if we can't see something else in the embryo? What if it is the man? Uh, And, you know, and I think about some of the men, like a lot of them are older. A lot of them drink a lot. Some of them smoke, like, A lot of them had, in this day and age, maybe they had like COVID right before they gave their sperm sample. And then I see funky things happen where there's like an entire batch of embryos that tested normal and none of them are working. So suffice to say, you know, it's the elephant in the room. The man's involvement in fertility is rarely discussed, even when the sperm quality is suboptimal on the basic testing that they're doing. Sperm issues constitute around... 30% of fertility challenges, and 
yet so very little is dedicated to the topic. Why? One reason is that fertility specialists are trained as obstetricians and gynecologists, so their specialty is highly focused on the female side. That said, the bigger influence probably is that IVF developed a neat little procedure called intracytoplasmic sperm injection, called also known as ICSI, which can select a decent-looking sperm and inject it right into the egg. It removes the need for sperm to be strong enough to penetrate the egg and thus can improve fertilization rates for couples where the male side is somewhat or significantly lacking. So that's what doctors will often say. Like They'll be like, oh, well, your sperm sucks. We'll just use ICSI. But there are, unfortunately, downsides to this method. Albeit rarely, ICSI is associated with an increased risk of congenital defects and epigenetic syndromes. The risk may be due to the use of poor quality sperm to fertilize an egg, but the jury is still out on the topic, and ICSI remains a common practice in IVF. And there's also, you know, other kind of related forms of ICSI, like PICSI, for example, where they're going like an extra step with things, and some centers are doing it. But although I believe ICSI is like a really amazing tool, my core belief is that if your man has less than ideal sperm parameters um, or less than ideal kind of lifestyle that we know would be affecting his uh, internal environment, then it'd be best to address lifestyle factors to improve the quality and quantity of sperm, thereby improving pregnancy outcomes and mitigating risk. Not to mention that it's just good for him. He'll just be healthier. I just find the men are so disinterested in participating a lot of the time. A comprehensive review of sperm analysis is beyond the scope of this of this discussion, but let me give you just a basic kind of breakdown of what I recommend. Improving sperm quality is much like improving egg quality. Preferably, you know, the man should set aside at least a few months to apply a regimen before you guys try again. Much of it has to do with free radical damage, so reducing inflammation, stress, balancing insulin and blood sugar, and implementing a detox are great ideas. Uh, it's also important not to cook his testicles, meaning no hot baths, no hot tubs. Keep the cell phone out of his pocket and keep the laptop off his lap. Tight undies and long bike rides are not recommended. Beware also of high fevers as this can damage sperm for several months. Um, and that's why I was worried about, you know, patients with their husbands, like giving sperm to fertilize their eggs, you know, right after they've had COVID or right after they had the COVID-19 vaccine that elevated their fevers very, very high and, and probably damaged the sperm. Like I did a, a session with a urologist where he said, if there's been a high fever, they should wait a few months. Um, and so that was a very interesting conversation because I was like, wow, I don't, I don't think anybody's waiting. Given the many cases of poor embryo quality and failed IVF attempts, I feel like we should just try to focus on this. And, you know, on the conventional side, it's like to have a varicocele surgery kind of thing. And that's not always going to help things. And it's kind of a, a recovery process. There's also, you know, the DNA fragmentation testing, you know, take a look at you know, identifying damaged genetic material within the sperm that may influence fertilization and progression of an embryo. And proponents of this test believe that high levels of DNA fragmentation lead to poor quality embryos, implantation failure, miscarriage, and unexplained infertility. The medical community is divided on the validity of the test, and you may find that your doctor is not in support uh, or will recommend it. I find it valuable to a point because it, it'll show the amount of oxidative stress in the male, and then we can apply nutritional lifestyle and vitamin strategies to improve the situation. Basically the upside, get him healthier and potentially with better quality sperm. The downside, not a whole lot. 
And by the way, this is all outlined in my book, The Ultimate Fertility Guidebook, which is now available for sale on Target, Walmart, Amazon, and, and through our website. But it'll, it, it has the comprehensive list of supplements, lifestyle stuff that he can do uh, to help things out. But let me rattle a few of these off for you so that you, you have a starting point. So um, vitamin E, 400 IU daily, increases sperm potency by two and a half times and improves the pregnancy rates of previously infertile couples. CoQ10, 200 to 300 milligrams daily, increases sperm parameters all around, high sperm counts to improve morphology and faster motility. And this is all based on research, by the way, and research that's been done in the last like 10 to 15 years. L-carnitine taken in doses of two or three grams per day for two months has improved sperm count and motility. Vitamin C combats the buildup of pollution and agricultural chemicals that lower sperm counts. It can reduce DNA damage by 91%. Woohoo! And it's about like 2,000 milligrams daily uh, to reduce sperm abnormalities and increase sperm count. It also helps them swim. Vitamin C is good for so many things. Uh, zinc deficiency can lead to low semen volume and testosterone, so it's important for your man to retain normal levels. When combined with folate, zinc has actually been shown to increase sperm concentration, um, take around 20 milligrams daily. I actually like recommending uh, a mineral supplement so that you get like several minerals at once so he doesn't have to take a million different bottles. I try to consolidate things, but it's still, you know, it's still a regime. It's still one that like that he's going to be putting a few pills in his mouth daily. Selenium is an antioxidant that can increase sperm motility and concentration. A daily dose of just uh, 0.1 milligrams over three months showed a motility increase of 29% in one study. When the dose was doubled over 26 weeks, in, an increased concentration was also noticed. Omega-3, one of my faves, is a fatty acid has been shown to improve overall sperm profile it has been linked most prominently to better sperm count and concentration. I recommend around, around 1,200 milligrams daily of EPA and DHA combined. Super anti-inflammatory. Very, very good for liquefying the sperm, getting it to swim. NAC is an antioxidant also, and it improves semen parameters. One randomized study on infertile men conducted over three months showed significant improvement in sperm motility and concentration and significant decreases in DNA fragmentation. Testosterone levels were also increased, and FSH and LH levels were lowered to proper numbers. Shoot for around 1,200 milligrams daily. Also very good for stressed-out men. NAC is really good for anxiety. Herbally, there's some amazing things. Herbs are some of the most powerful things that you can use to improve like all aspects of male reproductive health. Uh, you know, if there's erectile dysfunction, if there's poor sperm quality in many areas, if you know there's a lot of stress, if there if it's an aging issue, herbs are just amazing for so many aspects of this. Uh, Korean red ginseng is an herb that's been shown to improve all three major sperm factors in infertile men, motility, morphology, and concentration. And cumin, you can start cooking with this a lot more, is a plant that's uh, rich in antioxidants to help improve sperm volume as well as sperm count, motility, and morphology. So, you know, if you're cooking, you add like a teaspoon to the, the meal, he's getting some of the benefit of that. I don't necessarily think you have to take every single one of these supplements. Um, you would look at the ones that can improve the factors that are off for him, or you, you know, you think about like 
what does he need? You know, like, does he need more liquefaction? Does he need to uh, improve the shape? And I would really ask the fertility doctor, be like, okay, so you're saying his sperm is okay, but like, is there room for improvement? Like, where is he lacking? Because a lot of them will be like, oh yeah, it looks fine because there'll be a lot of sperm, but they won't mention to you that, you know, even though he has a lot of sperm, a lot of them are like misshapen or not swimming as well. So sometimes it's just a matter of diving a little bit deeper. So in conclusion, if it's not going to cause a lot of distress in your relationship and in this process, you may suggest that your partner get on a few antioxidants to support this process. He'll also feel better. He'll feel more energetic, for example, taking vitamin C and he'll feel less inflammation in his body taking omega-3 and CoQ10 and, you know, and, and NAC, he'll feel less stressed. So they have other benefits, but you know, it gives him a way to participate, to take ownership for this process too. And for you to feel like you have a partner in the process. Again, it's all outlined in my book, the ultimate fertility guidebook. I have a variety of supplement protocols for men and for women, and I, you know, go into detail about, you know, who they're for, why you, why you'd use them in what dosages so that you don't feel like you have to take everything under the sun. I get a lot of messages asking me where to get quality supplements. You guys know that I'm kind of focused on this because I don't see the point in taking things and spending your money on things if they are not going to be quality enough to get you the results that you're looking for. So through my clinic, the Naturna Institute, we offer a service where we can connect you with an online pharmacy that has really quality stuff. So if you just want to email info at naturnalife.com, you can go to the website and you can click on contact us and you can do it that way and just put in the email the things that you would like to order and we can send you a link. Or if you go to naturnalife.com or christinaburns.com, you can literally go and click on the part that says looking for quality supplements and you can start your own account with these online dispensaries and order the things you need. The quality products are all in there. I'm really happy you've tuned in and joined the community and I'm so excited to bring you more helpful content with each episode. In order to make this podcast as helpful as possible, I want to hear your input on what questions you need answered to get you feeling empowered on your fertility journey. You can DM me on Instagram at at Naturna underscore life or at naturally CB to share your most important fertility related questions. And if you're enjoying this podcast, please follow and share with friends. My mission is to help as many women and couples as possible. And for that, I need your help. Yours as always in love and light, Dr. Christina.